But at the same time, there is also a lot of opinions and advices and judgments on what is the what does this coronavirus mean to us? Um, people say some people say that uh, the end time is here, God's curse is upon us, and uh, lots of things, lots of things from from the Christian circle itself. And um, the other religions are also offering explanations. Scientists are offering explanations, and it's a lot of there's a lot of clutter. It's very confusing too. And uh, some of the scientific explanations are also becoming invalid and inadequate as well. This morning I watched the news and I was I heard that now in some zoo, I think it's in Chicago zoo, uh, zoo some animals are infected with coronavirus. They are keeping social distance. So what's going on? You know, is it a human disease or is it going to affect so... We are, uh, India, the government of India has taken uh, precautions to protect our animals. Now, I also heard the news that some isolated tribes in Amazon forest, one child in a, there also a child is infected with coronavirus. So that means that deep inside the jungle with no, conf, no contact with the uh, rest of humanity. So this is actually, the scientific explanations are turning to be inadequate. And I had been praying, and uh, God, what am what is a child of God, a disciple of Christ, to do in this? When there are a lot of explanations given, some are wrong, er, 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 errant explanations, misleading explanations. What is a child of God supposed to do? And I want to share with you some of the things that I found from the Scripture. And before I go into that, I want to say that if there is a theme for this sermon today, it is this, the grace to be quiet, the grace to admit our own ignorance or the grace to admit God's omniscient to say or to admit that God whom we serve knows everything. Let me lead you through a few verses and I promise I will not be long. I see a chapter 55, 9. It says, As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my words higher than yours and my thoughts than your thoughts. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts than your thoughts. That is Isaiah chapter 55 verse 9. In these times when we are flooded with opinions. Flooded with suggestions. Flooded with a lot of explanations. How this is spreading. How it originated spreading. What will be the consequences. How to stop it and all that. With all the human explanations, we have to still keep in mind one thing. That there is one person in this universe who knows all these answers. Answers to all these questions. That is the creator of the universe. He knows the answer. And since his thoughts are much higher than our thoughts. 
and his his wisdom is much higher than his our wisdom we have to admit that and that leads us to another aspect that is a honest admission of our limitation and our ignorance in this issue we have to come to that when we when we know god knows everything and god's thoughts are higher than us and we cannot never match his thoughts or his wisdom we come to uh, the admission that i don't know lord no to say that honestly to say that i would like to bring three people in the godly people in the bible who had the grace to admit ignorance and not only admitting ignorance at the same time exalt or glorify god's wisdom that is the grace that we all need now not just saying i don't know but saying that my i am limited in my understanding but you know it so there are two sides to it one is human ignorance admitting human ignorance the other is acknowledging god's wisdom the first person i would like to talk uh, mention is ezekiel the prophet who lived in the 6th century bc and he lived in the 6th century he ministered during the 10 crucial years that is judah and jerusalem is defeated conquered by the babylonians and he was taken as a exile to babylonia and then the final destruction after 10 years so he is ministered in this crucial period of 10 years of between two calamities that is through a calamity through a calamity a catastrophe of the conquering conquest of jerusalem and its destruction you know that was the time he lived. and god gives him a word of hope but before that he asks him a question the son of man will these bones there was a he had a vision in this vision god asking son of man will these bones live you know the story of the the vision of the dry bones the valley of dry bones in i in uh, ezekiel chapter 37 god takes him to the valley of dry bones a lot of dismembered dry bones detached and um, valley of bones dry and they are all separated from each other and uh, god asked him a question god asked him son of man was i'm reading 37 ezekiel 37:3 to 4 son of man can these bones live instead of saying yes or no instead of making a judgment on god's wisdom the man of god the prophet ezekiel says response he said sovereign lord you alone know you alone know i don't know then he said to me prophesy and all that what we learn from ezekiel is this lord i don't know about the divine possibilities in this circumstance here we have israel like dry bones dismembered dry bones detached from each other having no life in them will these dry bones live 
I don't know. There is a divine possibility. You know the divine possibilities of bringing life into these bonds and you alone know. That is the grace that we need now. The grace we, that we need right now, the church needs now, the Christian leaders need now, is to say, God alone knows, instead of making judgments or their own opinions. This is something like, which is something, the magnitude of this is so big, it's beyond human comprehension. And we little puny human beings are giving explanations. I am not saying explanations are not valid. They may be valid. They may be right. But we have to, people who know God, has to come to this humble admission that if anyone knows this well, better, in the proper way, it is God whose thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So, we have to say, admit the ignorance, our ignorance of what God can do, divine possibilities. The second thing, I would like to take an example from the book of Revelation. Apostle John was taken to heaven in a dream. In Revelation chapter 7 verse 14. And he sees a host of people in white robes. And one of the elders asked him a question. Verses 13 to 14. Revelation 7, 13 to 14. Then one of the elders asked me, These in white robes, who are they? And where did they come from? And John said, Sir, you know. Sir, you know. That means I don't know. I don't know. I can't make a judgment. See, I don't have answers to this question. So, he said, These are they who have come out of great tribulation. They have washed their clothes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. These are the people who have come from the great tribulation. Let's not go into the details of this great tribulation and all that. But when John admits his ignorance, Sir, I don't know. He reveals a, a, a great mystery that the people who died in John's time, who were the martyrs, who were burned at stake, who were beheaded, who are thrown to lions, all those people who are, who are, the world thought they are, the people who are defeated people, failed in their life because they died for the sake of the gospel. When John admits his ignorance, he says, I don't know. God reveals a divine plan. He reveals the secret of the divine plan which John hitherto did not understand. So, these two people teach us that we should not pretend to know God's possibilities in any crisis or the other opposite of crisis as well. We should not pretend to know all the divine plans. We should admit that we don't know. There are many, many, many things that God is doing in our world 
and in our life beyond our comprehension beyond our wisdom our but our god knows his thoughts are higher than our thoughts i like to come to that in this situation what are we supposed to do i would like to bring out the example of this man called job again back to the old testament it brings us to a confession repentance and confession job was suffering though he was a righteous man and that was a question that job and his friends try to sort out why do the righteous suffer they debated for days on days and hours after hours but then god intervened and god started asking questions after questions to job and we i have preached about it many times he asked job questions from biology marine science if you try to classify it forestry astronomy and a whole lot of questions now questions from all the human disciplines that we know i as far as i remember god asked in 95 questions covering a huge wide spectrum of knowledge disciplines that was available to the ancient world and job had no answer and job god did not give him any answers also god only barged him with question after question after question from many of these areas various areas i just have found four but you can go ahead and classify those questions into different disciplines but what happens finally this barrage of questions leads job to an admission of his ignorance let me read that passage for you at the end of the questions job answers or replies but he is not giving answers to any of those questions because he doesn't know and as i say said god did not answer that questions as well god also did not give okay so job chapter 42 that's the last chapter there's a climax of the book job 42:3-6 let me first read the whole three verses huh job 42:3-6 you asked job speaks now this is job speaking and addressing god he said god you asked who is this that obscures my plans without knowledge surely i spoke of things i did not understand things too wonderful for me to know he comes to a confession he says oh lord in this in this debate with my friends which is gone three conferences three rounds of debating with his job i so i'm sorry i spoke of things i did not understand things too wonderful for me to know you said listen now and i will speak i will question you and you will answer me my ears have heard of you and my eyes have seen you so job says now look i have come to have a taste of your knowledge and your wisdom your glory that is shown through displayed in your wisdom i have come to that now that a new revelation a new insight i have got and 
Job says in the last verse, Therefore, I despise myself and repent in dust and ashes. Because I have come to understand two things. One, your wisdom is higher than mine. I have come to that point. That is the confession. And I know, I have come to know that my knowledge is limited. I have also confessed that I have spoken out of my ignorance. So he says, I repent and I sit in dust and ashes. It's quite interesting. When I was meditating on this, Job, when he fell sick when he lost all his property and even his children. He went to the ash heap. He went to the trash corner and there he sat all these days because he was sick. He was grieving. He was so sorrowful. So he went to the ash heap. Now he is still sick. But he says, I, des I deserve to stay in this ash heap. Not because of my sickness. Not because of my sorrow. Because I am punishing myself. That for the things I said out of ignorance. Things that for pretending that I know everything. By not admitting that there are things that I don't know. That is why. Job says, I will continue in the ashes, not because of my sickness, but my pride and arrogance of thinking that I know everything. Now that's, a, that's an admission that we need to sometimes. And uh, I conclude with these thoughts as well. That is what God commands his people. In Psalm 46.10 it says, He says, Be still and know that I am God. Just be, sit there quietly. Don't make try to make judgments and things like that. You know, your own opinions which are limited. Because I am doing something which is beyond human explanations now. So be still. Know. One thing you need to know. In this crisis, God says that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Are we not seeing that exaltation of God? Super powers cringing before the developed countries for medicines? People who thought they are living in prosperity and security. Running for safety. For cover from this pandemic in developed countries. All this means that God, God alone is exalted over the nations. Nobody else. And that is what's going on now. If there is any explanation to all this, one explanation is that God who is beyond human imagination, God who is beyond human comprehension is doing something beyond our comprehension. So we need to have that grace to say, I don't know God. I don't know. Nobody knows. But you know. 
unless if you only say that I don't know, that doesn't bring any glory to God. But saying that you know and you alone knows and give me the grace to glorify your, you for your knowledge and your wisdom. Now, that's what leads the psalmist in Psalm 131. The whole of the psalm, three verses. The psalmist who has known this secret of grace comes to this admission. And you know what? I Let me read that. Psalm 131. My heart is not proud, O Lord. My eyes are not haughty. I do not concern myself with great matters, things too wonderful for me. But I have calmed and quieted myself. I am like a weaned child with its mother. Now that's a very powerful expression. When a weaned child, that is a child who is no more dependent on the mother for the breast milk, when that child comes and sits on the bosom of the mother, it is just for the warmth of the mother, not for milk. Like a weaned child, I am content. Israel, put your hope in the Lord, both now and forevermore. Let me conclude here with this thought. Only when we come to that point where we don't know what's going on, but our God knows, we can have any hope, like the psalmist says. Only when we come to that point and say, but if we have our own explanations, we'll be hopeless people. Our hope will be in the explanations. Our hope will be in the suggestion that people give. But God doesn't want us. So be wise in this crisis. Coronavirus is teaching us wisdom. The wisdom to depend on God who is all wise. And I pray that these days we will spend more time in prayer reflecting on God and get up every morning, raise your hands up and say, Lord, you know and you alone knows. You only know what will happen to me. You only know what will happen to my job. You only know what will happen to my investments. You only know what will happen to my education. You only knows. And you know, but I don't know. This is beyond my reach. This is beyond my imagination. O oh Lord, be exalted. Praise be to God.